uh, we've been going through, if you haven't been in the Bible track sessions, we've been going through um, King, King's Cross, which is Tim Keller's book about Jesus, and the king who went to the cross. And so, um, to set the scene, tonight we're talking about Mark uh, chapter 14, verses 43 to 52. And I just want to remind you of the scene that we're talking about. So if you were here last week, this is just a reminder. And if you weren't here last week, this is, this is where we are. So we're in the Garden of Gethsemane, and Jesus has just been praying. He's just been praying, Father, take this cup from me. Jesus knows he's going to face the cross. He knows that pain is ahead. And, um, and in the passage, just before the one we're reading, Jesus really knows what it is to feel sorrow. And in the midst of that sorrow, in the midst of that pain, we see Jesus' courage and his strength. So we're going to see Jesus' utter determination to do God's will, even though he's deserted by those around him, even though doing God's will is exceptionally lonely and difficult. So Jesus, in tonight's passage, goes against the flow. He doesn't do what the disciples expect. He shows us that God's kingdom, God's way of doing things, is totally different to the way of the world. <coughs> so, this is the Garden of Gethsemane, and Jesus has been praying. His disciples have been falling asleep, and they've disappointed him. They couldn't stay awake. And then knowing the pain ahead, and feeling disappointed in his disciples, this happens. So let's read Mark 14, verses 43 to 52 together. Just as he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, appeared. With him was a crowd armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders. Now the betrayer had, had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him and lead him away under guard. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him. The men seized Jesus and arrested him. Then one of those standing near drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ears. Am I leading a rebellion, said Jesus, that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I was with you, teaching in the temple courts, and you did not arrest me. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then everyone deserted him and fled. A young man wearing nothing but a linen garment was following Jesus. When they seized him, he fled naked, leaving his garment behind. Okay. So um, we're going to talk in three sections this evening and there'll be some questions that we'll discuss in groups of twos and threes and feedback in each, um, question, in each section. So the first thing, on the, and it's on the handouts, the first thing that I want to talk about is the idea of an upside-down kingdom that's presented in the passage. So in the passage, there are two kingdoms set against each other, two sets of values. The kingdom of God as opposed to the kingdom of swords and clubs. The choice was clear. Jesus could choose the cross, the way of the cross, or he could choose the way of rebellion, the way of the sword. Yeah? And now the biblical... Oh, I've forgotten to... So there's the passage. <laughs> and so the biblical scholar Michael Wilcock, he, um, he said this. 
He said Christians will prize what the world calls pitiable and suspect what the world calls desirable. So the values, what it's saying is the values of the kingdom of God are different from the world's values. Just think about the Beatitudes, maybe. Yeah? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who mourn. Now, what, now so what I want you to do is on the sheet there are, there are three questions, and I'd just like to split them up slightly. So if you just discuss questions two and three, and then questions one and two, I mean, just the first two questions, yeah, about the values of the kingdom of the world. So what would fit under the sword? What would be the values of the world? Consumerism, whatever. And what would be the values of the cross? Yeah? Have a think. So just in twos and threes, for two or three minutes, um, find some people, and then you can discuss with them, and then we'll come back and feedback before we go on to, don't go on to question three. <laughs> Um, which was that so much in the shops at the moment is about 
Valentine's Day and Mother's Day and Easter. And it's all about stuff. It's all about cards and chocolate and presents. And those things, those festivals are not wrong in themselves. Unless you make them yourself, yeah. though, you know. Yeah, unless they're not. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not wrong. It's, it's only wrong when it becomes all about consumerism. And then the lunch is something that you don't see in the shop because that's about self-denial and fasting. And it's nothing... So... They don't want to promote... They don't want to promote that because it's about self-denial. Exactly. It's about Valentine's. It's Valentine's. We send cards to their children. Whatever we be sending cards. Exactly, yeah. But it was their loved ones. They mm. do, but not like their partners. Exactly. So it's, it just had a different meaning, we've taken away the meaning, we've made it all about consumerism. Exactly. And so, and then thinking about how maybe we can choose integrity and honesty rather than gossip or, um, or talking about people, those kind of things, just the small ways. So what I'd like you to do now is, looking at those things, think about maybe situations, think about question three, really. Think about situations in your life where maybe you can put the values of the kingdom into practice. And if it's difficult to think of a scenario, I think sometimes it's a bit difficult to think of this situation, it's like I don't know in my life at the moment, maybe how could you, in situations at work or in situations in relationships, put those values of the kingdom, values of the cross, rather than values of the sword, into practice? So how could you do that? Just get into those twos and threes again, and maybe three, four minutes, yeah, to discuss. Okay, question three. Okay, then. Has anybody got any um, examples? Anything that you could feedback? Anything that anybody in your group said? Maybe you said, or anybody in your group said? I think that's a really good way of putting. Um, Maybe what somebody else said, or you could say what somebody else said. Go on, yeah. We were talking about um, situations where, where kind of, well, they, they want to choose and being confused, where yeah. we could be, we could be like expectation or offer people to think, like, be the first always to offer critique, or even I find when I choose you can get sensitive to aggression, so just being like a peaceful person that's not trying to push on. Yeah. So places like that. Yeah, definitely. Like,
And the first one, how are your expectations of life as a Christian different from the reality? And what I, what I meant by that really was, um, we, I think sometimes, maybe, I don't know if it's just me, but as Christians we, we expect life, you know, God, we trust in God, Jesus, life's going to be okay with you know, should we, why do we have to go through the hard things? Or why do we fall into, why do we keep on falling into sin and doing bad Bible, things? It says in the Bible, you take, you take off the cross. Yeah. yeah, you're going yeah. to experience this stuff. Exactly, it's not going to be easy. And so I kind of wanted to talk about how maybe our expectations of life as a Christian differ from the reality. Does anybody have anything to say about that that they would like to see back? Or maybe that's a harder one to see back. Go on, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, thinking about um, the series on Habakkuk that's just happened at six p.m. He like yeah. Habakkuk like prays at the start. I think chapter one. He says like, why? Okay, so to paraphrase, why do bad people do well? Like, mm-hmm. why is it that the, like the people who are living lives of self-centeredness and squashing the poor, why are they succeeding? Mm-hmm. I guess like I see that in our world. Like, why is it that the the good people are always get crushed? And the, Yeah, yeah, it's a control system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Too much, you know, 
know about distraction, yeah. like social media or whatever the medium is. Yeah. You can, you can just like, you know, take your time away from God, and then you could just, you could try and, just, you know, sort one for the other. Mm-hmm. Might not just be something that we say, but how might we 
we really demonstrate in our lives that our hope is in Jesus? And then finally, the final question, linking to that bit at the end where they all pledge and the one fled naked, how can we make sure that we are not those people that flee, that we are people who stay with Jesus even when life is difficult? Yeah? What can we put in place in our lives so that we, that we are people who flee from? Okay? So have some time to discuss those things and then we'll see what happens. Okay then, shall we um, bring those discussions to an end and have a few minutes uh, to feedback and then we're going to um, pray before we go back into the main session. Um, so anybody, what do you understand by saying, my hope is in Jesus? What would you, how do you understand that? Yeah, go on, Martha. Giving him all the burdens. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Yeah, anybody else? Jesus is, yeah. So do we actually believe what he says? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Um, 
could have this sort of opportunity given that yeah, so control yeah, of the world rather right. than necessarily yeah. you, know, mm. about a, you know, about one of those things. Yeah, definitely. Also, fear is very much part of our currency yeah. in the world. Yes. And, and Jesus obviously encouraged us to believe in him, so we're all our, all that we need so in the future. Yeah, so when we're not living in fear, then we're hoping in Jesus. So yeah, that's a sign that we that we are our hope is in Him because we're not fearful about the future. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else? Okay. And so and, and this links on, doesn't it? How might someone's life then demonstrate that their hope is in Jesus? And that really, that just that doesn't it? Because if they're not, if we're people who are not living in fear, then our hope is in Jesus. How else might our lives demonstrate? Go on. Our hope, how might our lives, so not what does it mean? Demonstrate their hope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, praise, sorry, worship, praise, prayer, Christian unity and counsel. Yeah, so with, yeah, all the stuff we do at church. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I think we should do more networking because I know other people, but I don't know how to contact them. Yeah. But that's the thing, yeah, and also, also, there isn't so much restlessness, but much more confidence and, and contentment. Confidence and contentment, yeah. Yeah.
to bring um, our disappointments, our expectations, come to him rather, let's come to him rather than be those that flee from him. And Lord, we pray that we would be those that come to you rather than flee from you. We pray that you would help us to trust you, to be those that hope in you, to be those that run towards you when life is difficult. Would you help us, Lord, will you help us to believe that life trusting you is life to the full? Would you come and heal our disappointment? Would you come and bring us back to you? Would you come and lead us on in you? Amen. Amen.